Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of those reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pesanek III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve even deeper into secrets and sisterhood. Today we'll be discussing episode eight, Flying High. I was about to say this episode title doesn't make sense, but it does. I forgot. It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Um, well, hi. Do you have any house cleaning? I don't. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I do not have any house cleaning. I will say this, though, to any of you out there in the void who are listening. Um, Meredith and I were just discussing what show we're going to do next. Uh, we think that we may want to delve into the back into the, the world of Bravo. Um, so if any of you guys have any one season Bravo shows out there that you're itching for us to cover, please reach out to us on Instagram or X slash formerly known as Twitter, or you can even email us and let us know. Um, we yeah. would love some, um, some, if you uh, have input, we want to know. Yeah. We'd love some input. So yeah. That's my only house cleaning. I'm at. Awesome. Good one. Well, as it goes with this show, um, <laughs> so I feel like the thing with this show is that the tension is good, but basically episode to episode, there's tension, but the sisters are just like a deck of cards and you shuffle who it is. You know what also, I mean? I've never in my life, and I have watched a staggering amount of reality television, ever watched a show that the drama in the show was based on the on production the of show. the show. Yeah. It's very and meta. <laughs> it is very meta. It's kind of interesting for that. But at the same time, even in this episode, which is what they're they're fighting this whole trip, we're still on this trip fighting about production. I want to know what we're missing. What do you mean? Well, they're owning that they're fighting about the show. But then I still feel like we're not getting the full scoop about it either. Oh, I think that I think it's I, I think it's pretty transparent. I, th I think that you're probably reading more into it than is there. I think that Shakur has always felt put upon by her sisters. I think that she's always felt like the black sheep of the family because she made herself that. And I think she wants them all to be falling all over themselves, kissing her ass that she put together this production deal and they're not doing it. Yeah, probably. Should we just roll the end credits now? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> That's episode eight, guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> all right. Well, we opened the episode exactly where we left off with episode seven, which the sisters are all by the pool. Shakur comes out and says that and we're she's in going... Sonoma still. Yes. She comes out and says she's going to leave the trip right now. And they all give her apology and say, we're truly sorry. We're here together. And she's like, this apology is bullshit. You know, I'm leaving. And these and ladies... she's not wrong. No. I mean, I, I'm not usually on Shakur's side about a lot of stuff, but this is a fake apology. We saw last week, they all sat around and basically said, we are not sorry in the least, but we are going to apologize just to smooth things over for this trip. And Shakur apparently overheard them saying that and is now like, fuck you and fuck your apology. And one of my favorite things she says is your fake ass apology for the cameras. Yeah, yeah. But then Shakur also starts yelling about respect. And Noor, my queen, says, would we be sitting here trying to have a conversation with you if we didn't respect you? Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. So then, you know, the narrative just continues about how Shakur really feels like she stands up for everybody, but no one stands up for her. And there's this flashback when they were at the beach fighting about the fundraiser. And even though Jamila was in the wrong and the sisters were ganging up on her, Shakur stood up for her. And then 
they try to calm it down and they try and convince her to stay. And then Shakur just says that she's not accepting this apology. Like she's noodling on it is basically what she says. Like she's just so mad. She's like, I can't hear these words right now. And she, she can't let it go. Yeah. She goes fully scorched earth. She becomes a complete rage case. Yeah. Um, and I was having a really hard time taking her seriously with her giant heart braids on the side. It's really hard to take someone who's having a fit seriously when they have giant hearts on the side of their head. And there's something about too, when a woman with lip injections is just like trying to talk fast and be angry, but it looks like they physically can't get the words out. That's like very distracting. And then she's still got these ginormous sunglasses on. You know, it's a lot of look to process. Yeah. <laughs> along with her attitude. <laughs> um, and so they they do try and say, like, we don't want you to leave. We don't want these memories to go by. Like, please don't go. Like, they, they genuinely want her to stay and to keep having sister time. But, like, tensions are just still too high and she doesn't want an apology. So then in the midst of all this, like, I have so many notes about this because it's just, it's so much dialogue. There's so many people, but it doesn't really matter. So I'm doing my best to summarize it. So Khadijah, you know, she storms away and sort of says, like, you know, we're trying to make it right in the best way we can. But she can tell Shakur doesn't want to talk. And so she just leaves. I don't blame her. Shakur is definitely like, she's, she's mad. And Hamida is kind of on Khadijah's side and saying like, Shakur shouldn't be talking like that. Khadijah cries because she didn't want the trip to go like this, which didn't seem fake to me. No, it didn't seem fake to me either. And so then Shakur calls Josh by the pool and she says, they fucking my trip. I'm leaving my own trip. And this is, so where I'm confused about this, at least, so Shakur has now taken on this responsibility in her mind of this being her trip, but really she's, she means her show. And in the show, Nora is the one who planned the trip. Well, but she fully says on this FaceTime with Josh, I created this fucking show. Yes. She says that to him. Yes, she did. That's after. Like all of this is her being really bent out of shape that her sisters are not kissing her fucking ass yeah. for creating this show. That's what she wants. That's all she wants. She wants them every day to be like, you're the best. You're amazing. You created this show. We owe everything to you. Like, that's what she wants. She and, says, respect the chain of command. Um, And then she goes full Kelly Ben Simone on the House Lives of New York and says, I'm up here mm-hmm. and they're down here. Yep. It's a lot. Yeah. I also, now, would you like to tell the people how Josh extricates himself from this conversation? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, he says he's only got 10% left on his phone. I don't <laughs> believe one. that. Good I one. do not believe that for a minute. <laughs> I think he just wanted to get the fuck out and continue playing golf, which is what he was doing, and not have his crazy wife screaming at him about her insane sisters. He honestly, when she said, I'm coming home, he his heart probably died a little bit. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> she's just coming home rip shit mad at her sisters and he's <laughs> going to have to deal with it. So then we see everybody getting ready for dinner, you know, putting more lip gloss on their lip injected lips. I, I Lip injections looks great on a lot of people. I'm not putting them down general. It's just these ladies, they have a lot. And I feel like they've, they've re-upped since filming has started. So I'm not... Well, I, it's interesting because I feel like some 
look better than others because I some haven't gone as big as others. Like I think yes. Sadika looks good. I actually think Jamila's looks good. For me, it's yes. mostly Hamida and Shakur. And Shakur that yes. has kind of like gone for broke. Yes, correct. <laughs> that is fair. It's really two of them that I'm like, wow, how do they how do they do things? Um so they're getting ready for dinner and then they go to is it Belton? B-E-L-T-A-N-E? Um, no, it's um Betane, B-E-T-A-N-E. Okay. Betane I put, Ranch. Okay, I put that um, in there. Before, but during the like little montage of getting ready, they do this really weird thing where they show Hamida in a romper and she's like spinning around in front of the mirror and like looking great and whatever. And then she walks out of the house in like white sequin pants and like a tube top. Yeah, I saw that. It was weird, right? And then they show us their fake Instagram again, which every time they do, and they've done it numerous times, it makes me more <laughs> mad every fucking time because you don't have a fucking Instagram. Like, it makes me angry. Yeah. that's They just started doing that in Sonoma, right? Yes. Yeah. And so when they get to the restaurant, they, they talk about how they're going to put their mom on a dating app, right? And their mom agreed to it? Yes. Well, first, I looked up there. So it's the, this ranch. You can stay there. You can, and okay. it's not really a restaurant. So they have experiences and it's mostly for people who want to get engaged or have a wedding, but they do have corporate experiences, which I'm assuming this yeah. would fall under. Yeah. And that starts at $285 per person. And for whatever reason, they tell us that they're there at 7.30. We have a time stamp that 7.30 is when this dinner has begun. And they do, yeah, that's when they start talking about putting their mom on dating apps because she needs companionship. Right. Yeah, they put a timestamp on it, but there's no timestamp later. There is for Shakur. Oh, because she's debating the flight. Is that yeah. why they did it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're all having dinner. And of course, like there's an empty chair because Shakur didn't go. And the woman who's like hosting them at this restaurant, I she's not quite a server, but she's welcoming them. She's a guest services person, asks if they're expecting someone else. And it's supposed to be this big moment of tension. And they're all like, nah, we don't know. Well, I mean, you do know because you came in the Sprinter van together. Like, it's not like this place is next door to where you're staying. Like, she's not fucking coming. Like, I don't yeah. like just say to the woman, no, like we're, we're missing one and we're served dinner. <laughs> it's just, dumb. yeah. But then the sisters have a conversation about like what's been going on on this trip with Shakur while Shakur is not there. And I did find it a little interesting despite it being gossipy. And Jamila says that the show is supposed to be about 10 sisters and their mother, and it couldn't be any more real because they're all participating in it. And they say that this isn't one person's show, that the whole point was to show that they are powerful as a force, all of them together. And Jamila says it breaks her heart that Shakur feels entitled to something more when they've all been invested in the project. It's interesting. Well, and I think the, the way they're looking at it, I mean, I see both sides. I, I definitely see both sides. Yeah. I And I, I think that the way they're looking at it is like Shakur couldn't have this show without us either. Yeah. And like we, 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 we supported her idea and we ran with it and we're all in and we're recording and we're doing our part. And that's the way they see it. And Shakur thinks like they should be kissing my ass because I brought them this amazing opportunity. Um, I wish they could find some common ground in this area because I think I would hope at some point in the beginning, they probably did say to Shakur, like, wow, this is great. Like, what a wonderful opportunity for the family. We're all in. Yeah. Like, and right. if they did say that, then Shakur is in the wrong. If they never said that, then Shakur is a little bit in the right, but still mostly in the wrong. Right. And they all say, like, Shakur is just seeing red right now. 
and there's nothing we can do about it. Like we've been trying to tell her we want her to stay. We've been like, we've been doing what we can, but if she leaves, we're just going to reach back out to her when she's ready. Like there's nothing else we can do about this. And they're all on the same page about that. Yeah. Um. So where it sort of gets muddled for me though, is why do you think she's so mad at the elders in particular now? As opposed to the beginning of the season? Yeah. Like, what about this trip and the elders has really made her mad? Did Does she feel like they weaseled in? It was supposed to be a wolf pack trip? Uh, I get the feeling that she has not been around the elders much yeah. in the last however many years. Yeah. And so I think that in the beginning, it was probably novel to have her sisters back in town. And she maybe thought they'd be in an episode here or there. And now, I mean, let's face it, it's really just Rabia and Khadija. Like, she doesn't seem to, I mean, first of all, Muslifa is a year younger than, is younger than her. So Muslifa is just conservative. So it's Rabia and Khadija that we're seeing the most of out of the elders that are in these shots and all these trips and whatever. Um, so I think that she's just pissed. I think she's butthurt that she feels like they didn't support her when she ran away or was kicked out or however you want to define the narrative. And so there's a lot of like old hurt feelings bubbling up and she feels like they're infringing on her show. I guess so. I just, I feel like we've been seeing them in almost every episode. So I don't understand why this trip is like setting off this dynamic of Wolfpack versus elders for Shakur only. And she's so mad at Khadija and Rabia, but Khadija's husband is also the one handling all of Shakur's legal problems. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That it's seems weird. pretty supportive to me. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, the only thing yeah. that would make sense for me about this trip specifically is that all of the other times we've seen the sister, the elders, has been at family events, like at you know someone's house when the whole family is there, including her mom sometimes, yeah. or scenes without Shakur. Right. Well, they were at the beach. That weird picnic when they got but that was talking the about the fundraiser. But they're yeah. all the whole family's involved in the fundraiser. So this is the first time that the elders have gone on a trip overnight with everyone where they're being filmed. Because who she doesn't know how many times Robbie has been filmed without her when she's been like at the Wolfpack house or walking down the street or whatever the fuck. Like a lot of those scenes, Shakur isn't in. So she probably has no idea how much they're going to be in the show. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's just decided she's really pissed about how much they've been in it. And this is when she, if she realized it. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Like it doesn't fully add up to me. I don't entirely get it. But at this dinner anyway, I, Nora is my girl. Nora, she just, she's is. great. Yeah. She's great. I, I love her. I actually want her to get her own show. She can, she can hang out with some of her sisters, but I just want to watch Nora like date. Like, I want her to have her own show. I just like her yeah, attitude. I would totally be here for that. Yeah. She says, well, regardless of what Shakur is doing on this trip, we have more fun in store, and we're not going to let her put a damper on our trip with the rest of us. Good on you. Yeah. So there's that. So then they go dance in a tent. Yes. <laughs> that has been behind the dinner table the whole time. Sure. Because well, at first I thought this was going to be like an overnight glamping thing. I know. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just like a place to, I guess, hang out after dinner. And so, yeah, they dance around in a circle in the tent. And I got a good picture of it. So you will all see it on dance Instagram. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then they get home 
And Khadijah says that she's sad Shakur wasn't at the dinner. And oh, she... but before we get home, they get home. This is yeah. where we get the timestamp. It's eleven thirty-four oh, okay. p.m. Okay. and we get a shot of Shakur packing. And she and this is weird. She she's on FaceTime. Yeah. Her phone is like sitting on. I'm assuming with Josh, but her phone is like sitting on the dresser, and she's like FaceTiming with someone. Which, by the way, she's too old to be doing that. Quick sidebar: all of the young people at my work. They FaceTime all fucking day. Like, I have to yell at them all the time. They'll, like, be FaceTiming when they're folding towels. They'll be FaceTiming. I mean, it's so unprofessional how it makes me want to die. But young people today will literally FaceTime with each other 24-7. It makes me nuts. And I feel like that Shakur must be doing that with Josh. I just don't understand the FaceTiming in public. If you want to, like... I don't understand it at all. I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But, like, if I want to catch up with my girlfriend who lives in California or something, and she says, hey, want to FaceTime? Sure, in the privacy of my own home, I would FaceTime with her. We could laugh. Normally, we just talk on the phone. But I would FaceTime. But, like, there are people walking down the street FaceTiming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm Yeah, wondering. I find it alarming because, like, I will go to Mixed Color and realize that there is a phone sitting there with someone not talking. Oh, like, I would on hang face, And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, okay, so we get the timestamp. She's packing. She's on FaceTime. And they are sad that she wasn't at the dinner with them. And Khadijah does seem genuine when she says she really hoped doing the show would bring them closer. She refers yeah. to it as the project. But what she means is the show. Yeah. And it's making her sad that it's driving them further apart. And then Jamila, Sadiqa, and Muslifa are, like, crying and begging Shakur on their knees to stay. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I maybe I'm a bitch, but even if I had I would be sad that one of my sisters felt that left out, but I don't think I would get on my knees and plead with anybody to do anything. Um I would have told her to go. I would have helped her yeah. pack and been like, yeah. you don't want to be here, get the fuck out. Like if you're going to yeah. ruin everyone's good time and we're going to have to walk on eggshells around you the whole time, then and go. Peace. Yeah. See you later. Take your heart braids home. Yeah, I think I would have tried the pool apology and been like, you're ruining everyone's good time. Please don't. Like, we don't want you to feel this way. And then when she acted like this, I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I um, love that production. Who sounds then... exactly like Shakur. Did you clock that voice? No, I didn't. What? It's a female voice. And they're like, you got to make a decision. Like, they're talking like Shakur, like they're friends. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the production says to her, you either leave now. Or you stay for the rest of the trip. Like, there is no in-between. Like, we're not going to do this bullshit again. Like, you either get the fuck out and yeah. leave at the at four in the morning, or you stay for the last two days or whatever, however long is left in the trip. Yeah. Which I think is very interesting. And I wonder if that's one of the other reasons Shakur is so riled up, because apparently she doesn't have much control over her own show. That's what I said in our last episode. I don't think it's the elder she's really mad at. I think she's throwing a tantrum over her show that is actually more out of her out of her control than she thought. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That makes perfect sense. Like I I think she thought she would have final say, final edit, final everything and based on this this is that is not the case. Yeah. Like she's just along for the ride and they're her boss and she has to do what they say. Well, good on this producer for saving us because also I think what the producer is saying is like, please spare the 10 people who watch this and don't keep doing this. Either be here or don't. So, of course, she stays. Big old shock. And the next day, they're laying by the pool. The elders are doing yoga. The elders plus Muslifa. 
So Muslifa, I consider her an elder because she spends more time with them. Technically, she's not, right? She's sister number six. So she's below Shakur. Okay. But she's traditional, so she spends she's a lot traditional, of time. She's traditional, yes. But okay. she, so she spends more. But it's weird because I feel like Shakur doesn't lump her in with them. Like, she doesn't seem mad at Muslifa. She only seems mad at Khadija and Rabia. I know. Anyway. So they're laying, so the wolf pack is laying by the pool and they are using a shambong. Mm -hmm. For Rosé. Yeah. Um, and that's where some of the lip injections also really stand out. <laughs> they like can't get them around the end of the shambong. Um, so they convince her to stay and Shakur's plan is basically she's just not going to interact with the elders now. So this is where it's kind of a surprise that the elders are the real focus of her feelings because in the previous episode in Sonoma and they're on the bus when they arrive and she's fighting with everyone about the biggest room she was mad at them but she was also mad at Sadiqa and Jamila and other sisters but now it's she hates the elders well I wonder if part of that too is that the elders did not come kiss her ass yeah after they got back from the dinner and begged her yes. to stay yes. while the wolf pack did right um I'd be doing yoga with the elders then. Yeah, me too. So they try and get Shakur like all fired up and like ready to have a good time. And they make her do a shambong too. So she does drink. But did you see how much? It was like a thimble. Yeah, it was not a lot. It was not. Like I would say two ounces at best. Yeah. And when we say shambong, they're pouring like a shot of champagne in it. It's not like. Well, the other women did a full glass. They did. Yeah, I have pictures. Um, but um, yeah, but she only did, I mean, literally, I would say two ounces at best. Yeah. Like one swallow. Yeah. Um, and there are some deep throating jokes, and you know, they talk about how there's gonna be no dirty looks, no name calling, no nothing. And Shakur admits that she is grateful for the wolf pack. Um, and then we see Shakur in her little bathing suit, and I was more convinced that she also has a BBL. Oh, yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. cute bathing there was suit. Oh, very cute bathing suits all around, but especially Shakur's. But I just, we got a weird angle of her and I was kind of like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so then we find out that the ladies are having a CBD THC infused brunch. Which is reality TV's new favorite trope. I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it too. But like <laughs> Beverly Hills has done it. Like a couple of, like it's the new thing. Oh, they did it on... Um, Southern charm, like it's a, it's the new hot thing is to have a THC infused dinner or brunch or whatever. Uh, but what really pushed me over the edge is when they pulled out the fake Insta again to talk about the dinner and Shakur has face tuned herself into another. And I'm like, girl, I'm seeing you on TV. Like I just saw you on TV. What are you doing? I took a screenshot of it. I cannot wait to put it on the Instagram. Like what the fuck? Like she is Can so. Can you send it to me now? I want to see it. Oh yeah. I, did you not notice when it happened? On when I mean, it, on the I show? I may have. Oh my god, it is egregious. Okay, hold on. Let me go to where is the pot? Oh, here we go. She, you're gonna die. You are absolutely gonna die. I, I, I screamed. Okay. Um. Let's see. Sent it now. It'll probably take a minute to come through. Okay. Um. It's one of those like filters where, like, her cheeks look overly rosy and she looks like a cartoon. She kind of looks I... like cartoon Bambi or something. It it's insane. I hate that. Yeah. Did it come through yet? Yes, it just did. Okay, Ooh. take a look. Right? 
Oh my God. It's terrible. And I'm like, you're on TV. Like I'm seeing your real face. Like, I'm watching the show. Like, why would you put that on the show? What actually is crazy is just the massive blur on it. Yeah. Ugh. It reminds me of when I first got like Samsung when they years ago, I can't remember which Samsung phone it was like two, three, it was one of the early ones I had. It had a thing on the camera that would do that automatically. And like no one, including myself, knew it and knew how to turn it off. And everyone's picture picture looked crazy like that for a while. But it's nuts. I'm like, you're on TV, lady. Like, it's like what your real face. Like that's like what 90 doing? day fiance people do when they meet someone. Yeah, well, that is very true. It's all fun and games until you have to meet them at the airport, isn't it? Well, and it's all fun and games <laughs> to do on your own Instagram or your fake TV Instagram that doesn't exist. But to put it on the TV, I don't. It just blew my mind. I was screaming like I was dying. Yeah, um, but this CBD brunch is pretty funny because the elders are living a little, and I don't know which what they're getting infused in their oil, whether it's CBD or THC, but they all get a little bit high, and it's kind of delightful. Oh, it was THC. The chef said that it was she, THC. She said they had the option of both, but. Oh, I thought they all chose to do the THC, though. Oh, maybe they did. Because she said, like, your oil is THC infused. Okay. And she said the number of, I mean, she said it was only two milligrams, and then they had, like, five milligrams. But what's interesting, and this comes up later, but before it came up, I paused the show, and I researched it myself. Yeah. And they don't go into it in a lot of detail, so I feel like we can discuss it now. I wanted to know how Islam felt about marijuana yeah and their thoughts on it and basically what i found in my research and they sort of tiptoe around this a little bit later um yeah. is that for medical reasons it's halal so totally allowed if it's considered as a medicine they're fine with it if it's for fun and to get fucked up then it's haram okay. but it's only haram like you can have it as long as it's not impairing you in any way, shape, or form. So I, microdosing what, would be fine. Two milligrams would be fine. Yeah. Um, but enough that you were like giggly and silly would technically not be fine. Yeah, that's kind of what Muslifa says, but she's definitely like, <laughs> they they are silly. They are high. Yeah, they were high. They were definitely all high. Plus, yeah. even I, as someone who takes like a lot of edibles, um, was a little shocked at the, like, I was like, two milligrams is nothing. Okay, you add five to that, so that's seven, still pretty decent. But then they made it seem like the woman kept coming around. They're like, more, more, more. And at one point, I think Hamida said, that's like 25 milligrams. That's By the lot. end of the meal. Yes, that I wrote that down. Lot. Oh, I couldn't like, take 25. And I mean a lot, like, I'm paranoid. Like, I'm freaking out. I Especially someone who doesn't do it. Like, so I feel like the dosage was off. I feel like they definitely didn't get as much as they were claiming. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, I know at some of these meals, like the one in Beverly Hills, at the end of the meal, they will give you, like, a high dose of CBD and, like, the dessert, which brings you down. Like, yeah. CBD cancels out THC. So maybe they did that at the end of the meal. Because maybe. otherwise, the fact that they were able to go out later was kind of blowing my mind. I know. I will say though, it did it did warm my heart to see Rabia and Khadija having a good time. And Rabia yeah. was stoned. Oh yeah. She, she was, was being fun. so she was, funny. She was having a good time. They were they kept telling her that she was like using too much of the oil and she was just like beep pop up, like I'm gonna keep eating it. Like <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was um, the highlight of the episode. But Sadiqa is the one who brings up religion and then she's like, But you're picking and choosing, blah blah blah. And I was like, Sadiqa, don't crush my high right now. Okay. I wanted to reach through the TV and yes. Smack her. I'm like, your your point we're is incredibly fun. valid. You everything you're saying is correct. 
I do see where you're coming from, but shut the fuck up. Like everyone's yeah. having a good time. We just came off two days of nonstop fighting because of Shakur. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Like, what no, are you doing? Even somebody said, too bad we didn't have this shit on day one. Yeah. And Sadiqa, she's a little shit starter. She's on my list this episode a little bit. She is a shit starter. Yeah. I she pokes the bear. Yeah. In a way really that does. I don't, I don't love. Um, so anyway. As Frank like, what's your end game there, Sadika? Like, did you want the women to be like, okay, I won't have any more. Like, right. I'm not going to have any more fun for the rest of this lunch. And like, also, what? you're constantly berating them over the fact that they don't have fun and they're so traditional. And now they're finally having some fun and maybe enjoying it. And you're going to put them off by calling them out? Yeah, I was pissed. I was annoyed. Yeah, it was annoying. But they rally to go out after getting super high, apparently. And they're riding the Sonoma trolley. The wine well, trolley. Woo, well howling, of course, which I'm over. Um, but Nor planned separate activities for the sisters, and the elders are going to a chocolate tasting, and the wolf pack is doing a champagne tasting. I would have gone with the chocolate tasting personally, but I probably would have too. Well, I'm sure they had champagne at the chocolate place. Like I would have rather that's true. Like, that's true. Yeah. Um, so they call themselves the OG five. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I think they say that around Shakur to make her feel better. I don't think oh, they don't consider her part of the wolf pack. No, no. And you can tell. Yeah. They're humoring her, especially on this trip, because they know she's been having a rough go. <laughs> the wolf pack is four people. Yeah. It's the four who live together. Yeah. So Shakur is just now all of a sudden she's all good and she's more comfortable with the wolf pack. And this is just, she can only handle the elders in small doses and she's just so much more content now. I, I, I was just, I, I was confused, but I don't, I can't care about it. So then Shakur says that she has news that she wants to share with the group and her and Josh are going to do a vow renewal after the fundraiser. Well, but what's interesting, did you notice what she said? Yes, but she said Josh really wants to have a wedding. Yeah. Not a vow renewal. A wedding. But a wedding. They talk about the white dress, the tux. They said, do you have a, an event planner? Yeah. And then actually where Sadika started some shit and I was intrigued. <laughs> she said, who's planning this for you? Both y'all have no friends. And Shakur says, I know. Yeah. Totally owns that they both have no friends. Yeah. That explains why they're kind of obsessed with one another. Well, also... And why Josh was driving a golf cart with only himself in it. <laughs> um, well, the other... I mean, I'm assuming that maybe Josh doesn't have friends because he had to... I'm assuming his friends were all, like, doing drugs like him, and he probably yeah. had to get rid of them when he got sober. Yeah. Um, and I would have thought that Shakur's narrative would have been that her sisters were her friends. But her, that braiding woman seems to be her friend. The woman who owns the braiding salon seems to be her friend. Yeah. Well, there's one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, though. Does the woman who gives you heart braids plan your wedding? I mean, if she's your really good friend. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really got the impression that during that salon scene episodes ago that Shakur and this woman were friends in real life. And the only reason she was featuring the salon on the show was to promote this woman's business because she was friends with her. So, I mean, I figured... I. See, Shakur to me seems like the kind of person who has a million surface friends. Yes. Like I could see her not having good friends, but I'm shocked that she doesn't have a million acquaintances. Yeah. 
No, agreed. Like, she used to be an actress. She's a producer, you know. And what about that weird guy that they made go on the date? Oh, yeah, the bald dude or whatever. He was a friend. Yeah. Was he a friend of all the sisters? Of Sadika's, apparently. I don't know. Oh. Either way. I, I mean, yeah, I was surprised. But I was also surprised that she didn't counter with, you guys are my friends. Like, oh, I don't yeah. need outside friends because my sisters are my friends. Well, especially like, because she's been on this whole trip that no one does anything for her. So she might as well say, like, well, you guys are going to help me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm never fucking getting married in a million years. But if I was, like, both of my sisters would completely plan the whole thing and be happy to do it. There you go. And I don't hang out with them every day of my life like it seems like these people do. So I don't, like, I just thought it was strange. I would do things for you. Yes, thank you. I would do things for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, but the, got it. But the other thing that was, did you notice the other thing that I thought was very interesting about this scene that I think a lot of stuff was cut out? Some of them were crying. Yeah. And why? Because Josh and Shakur's first wedding wasn't real. Well, for sure. But like, it's it's weird because they were crying and it didn't seem like happy tears. And no one mentions that they're crying. And I think if they were crying because they were upset about the vow renewal, Shakur would have been angry and we didn't see that. So some other shit was said that we did not get to see that was making them cry. I'm telling you, I also think Shakur's anger at the elders and being on this trip after that first night and the bus, we missed something. Now, do you think that part of the reason that we're seeing so much behind the scenes production stuff is to distract us from the fact that all this shit has been cut out. They're like, Probably. Oh, we're going to cut all this big, important shit out. But by showing cameras and showing, talking to producers, the audience will never think that because they think we're being like super transparent. Yeah. I do. We're on to you. No, because even the first episode in Sonoma, she had a right to be mad at all the sisters. They were all yeah. poking at her. But something about this heightened anger at the elders, where we left off at the lavender farm, the elders weren't even doing anything to her. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff cut out of this show. Yeah. So then we go to Della Cantinas. Is that what it was? Okay, that's what you would think. I looked it up. It's actually Santina with an S. Most fucked up sign ever. The first letter is missing. So I Googled Cantina and the Santina okay. came up. It's, it's pictures of the place. To this day, their sign looks like that. Fix your fucking sign, motherfuckers. Put the S back on it. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Because it just said Aunt Tina's with an A. Like, there was no first letter of the second word. And I'm like, the fuck? And, like, when you pull up it online, like, it, but but it's, it's Santina's. It's okay. an Italian restaurant. Um, And my first note is that Hamida is actually covered up. She's wearing, yeah. like, a long dress with long sleeves. Yeah. Probably I chilly. Was, I was stunned. She looked pretty, though. She did look pretty. So they're at their final dinner, and Sadika announces that she feels like they just started having fun. And then the elders arrive, and their N.A. beverages. And they all... Jamila says, does anybody else only eat the middle of the bread? Like, she doesn't eat the crust of bread like a child. And um, holds it up. Not just her. No. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I would Shakur say it was like... also 50, does it. 50, I feel like 50. another one of his sisters did it as well. Well, they can't chew it is my theory. Oh, because their lips don't close, you think? I'm, well, I have I struggle with crusty bread because I have like TMJ and lockjaw and whatever. But when I look at them and how tight their faces are and how big their lips are, I bet the crust gives them a hard time. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm just 
it's it's tricky sometimes. So we also forgot to mention at the champagne tasting with the vow renewal stuff that Jamila decided because Shakur has confided in them about this, she thinks it's a good time to tell the sisters about her secret and her miscarriage. We should but why? Why does she say that? I don't remember. She says it because they are eventually going to see it on the show and she oh, wants yeah. it to come for her. And I thought that was the most refreshing thing that has ever happened on reality TV since the dawn of reality TV. Yeah. She knows it's going to be on TV. Yeah. Thank Jesus. Because I hate that this trope, all reality shows do it where they're like keeping secrets and it's like, fuck you motherfuckers. Cause in eight months or less, this is going to be on TV and they're going to see it. And yeah. I just thought it was so refreshing that she was addressing that. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so they also talk about how they really enjoyed the, the brunch earlier that day. And it was really nice to be laughing with everybody. And then, Jamila, <laughs> I've had the same reaction at first, even though my heart is broken for Jamila over this, but I had the same reaction as to when Sadiqa brought up religion while they were all high. Like they're all talking about how they're finally having a good time. And Jamila segues with, well, not to be heavy hearted, but it's like, oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> it is heavy hearted. And so she tells them, you know, she's been hesitant to tell them and she didn't want to be judged. And some sisters already know but Khadija, Muslifa, um, and Sadiqa don't know. And it's harder than she thought to say this, that she was pregnant earlier this year and she had intention of going through with it, but then she had a miscarriage. Um, and she had support from her other sisters, um, but it's not going to hinder her future journey towards motherhood. Um, and so she says she feels better to say it to everybody to their face, but no one really says anything. And... You know, if you are curious why it wasn't shared sooner, and she said it really felt like the ultimate sin that I was sharing with all of you. She said comparable to murder. I missed that. She did. She said. She said yeah. like felt like a murder. She said if I felt like, you know, it would have been viewed the same way. Yeah. And Khadija, to her credit, at least in her confessional, she admits that she is sad and she would have been there for Jamila because she's had a miscarriage herself and she knows how painful they are. I think she would have been. And I think I do too. they are all, I mean, again, we're assuming facts, not in evidence, or I'm assuming facts, not in evidence, but Khadija seems like a very understanding, like between this and the Hamida stuff and like her number one go-to is just like hurt that no one came to her yeah. and told her these things. And she's really hurt that they think that she wouldn't have understood and have been there for them. Yeah. Now, and the, the Hamida thing, she walked back. And like she had a bad reaction at the very first announcement, like episode one or two. And then she totally walked it back and she seems to be telling them, yeah, in theory, because of our religion, I should feel a certain way about something, but you're all my sisters and I don't. Yeah. You know? So it's hard to say if this is all in their heads that they feel this way, or maybe we're just not seeing stuff that happened before the show started where Khadija acted very differently. Right. And Muslifa, even as like another traditional person, she said religion isn't something to fear. Like she doesn't want her sisters to feel that way about it. But they say that they do. They live in fear of it. Uh, but I think that's true of most yeah. religions and people's, yes. you know, relationship with religion. Yes. No, I think that's true. But I thought it, I thought it was Muslifa's supportive way of saying like, you know, it should be there to support you, not to scare you. That's not how she said it, but that's how I took it. Yeah. In the moment anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. 
So then while this is happening, I was having some trouble reading this because I have the subtitles on on my TV. And so there were dueling subtitles and it was hard for me to pick this up. But Sadika is sort of like smiling as Jamila is making this sad announcement. And all the sisters are actually being very receptive to it and listening to her and being very heartfelt with the exception of Sadika. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I Do heard it. the whole thing. Okay. And what Sadika says is, she says like tomato, tomato, frittata. Uh -huh. Like saying that, like basically saying that like not a big deal, whatever. And then she kind of giggles to herself at her little rhyme. And that is it. Okay. And then Shakur says to her, like, what are you doing? Why are you? And like Shakur starts going in on her. And Sadika's like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't making light of it. I just, you know, I'm, I was laughing about something else that I said. I'm not like at all. Right. And so this side conversation happens. And then Jamila like loses her shit on Sadika and is like, you're being so rude. You're laughing at me, all of these things. And Sadika's like, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at something like, you know, that happened here on the side. Now, what I don't understand is why, and I mean, again, Sadika then does some bad shit that she shouldn't have. But up until this point, I was like, I get where Sadika's coming from. And I don't understand why Sadika is in trouble in this moment and Shakur is not. Because Shakur was actually saying more stuff than Sadika and Sadika was just responding to Shakur. But right. for whatever reason, Sadika's in all kinds of trouble for having the side conversation and Shakur is not in any trouble at all. Right. So what I couldn't tell was I could see, I could see the subtitle because I could read Shakur saying it. She said, you're being fucking rude, but I couldn't see what Sadika said. All Sadika said, she said like tomato, tomato, frittata. Like, I mean, she was just making like a dumb little rhyme about like you, you know, we're saying the same thing, basically like a tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Little rhyme okay. thing. Okay. I mean, I knew that she wasn't laughing at Jamila. I knew no. that that much was obvious. I will say, though, I do think Sadiqa's vibe is off compared to everybody else. I think so. And I think a little bit rightfully so. because for numerous She's upset reasons. about the egg freezing. She's upset about the egg freezing. And she's upset about that she is the only member of the true wolf pack that didn't, that didn't know. know. Yeah. So she now knows that all of her other sisters in the wolf pack, including Shakur all knew about this so she's already feeling left out about that and then on top of it she goes to freeze her eggs with jamila and I jamila doesn't tell her then and i mean i think she's hurt and feeling left out of all the times that i feel like jamila could have said it when they went to freeze their eggs together or decided to freeze their eggs together that was when i thought she had a moment to tell sadika yeah, yeah. she should have they were bonding over something and I mean, it's really hurtful if you think you're close with somebody and then find out that they told everyone else but you. Yeah. It's hurtful. Yeah. Well, and I also don't, Jamila sort of says like she wasn't trying to make a big deal out of it and have a woe is me moment. And it's like, girl, you could have pulled the three who didn't know aside and told them. Yeah. Like doing it in front of everybody, the majority of who already knew that does not look great. Well, I think that she did it in front of everybody probably because cameras. in case there was cameras and in case there was like backlash that she had the people who knew who already supported her about it too. True. And honestly, I mean, nothing Sid has said is even close to as bad as what Shakur said when she found out. 
hell no. All of a sudden, Shakur is like missupportive of it. And I like don't understand where that came up either. But Sadiqa admits in her confessional that she feels kind of betrayed. And rightfully so, I think. Yeah. So then Jamila walks away after telling Sid, you know, that she's like being a bitch or whatever. And Jamila pulls a Shakur and just sits up by herself on the bus. Um, she sure does. Yeah. And um, well, and then that's also I put in my notes that Rabia is the voice of reason and like came out and you know, said a lot of very supportive stuff to everybody. Yeah. Um, and tried to calm everyone down. Um, and then Shakur gets up and goes to talk to Jamila in the sprinter van. And yeah. this is where again we get literally the camera, like a camera taking a picture of a camera taking a picture of them. Talking. I know. I know. So what Rabia says to the group is she just says, like, so Maslifa defends Sadika and says she just apologized. We just we have so many disagreements about what an apology is in this family and when you accept it and when you don't. And it's just like I, I get it. When you're mad, you can't accept an apology, but I'm tired of watching it on TV. Yeah. Um, and Rabia says the point is is that in moments like this, when a sister is hurting, you shower her with love. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not wrong. It's a good point. Um, so we see them on the bus. And they agree it's not a laughing matter. And Shakur says, it's okay to walk away sometimes. You would say that, Shakur. You've been walking <laughs> away since you got to Sonoma. And then they say that not everybody matures and not everybody grows up. Bum, bum, bum. But that's it. That's where we leave it. Yes. And then we get scenes from our penultimate episode, which is the Wolfpack get tattoos. At least some of them do. Uh -huh. Um. Uh. Khadija has a one-on-one with, with Jamila. Oh, with Jamila. Jamila. I left mm -hmm. Jamila out. Um, and then they do a group photo shot that I'm assuming has something to do with the fundraiser because the mom is in it. Um, Jamila and Rabia fight in front of their mother. They, it looks serious. I'm curious what it's about i mean it's, i really hope it's not about the miscarriage because that's gonna be awful i don't think i really hope not because rabia was seen pretty supportive in this scene it seemed like it was about the fundraiser because the mother was there yeah oh then, I, we do know what it's about they're fighting over the goodie bags for the fundraiser oh they are yeah jamila says something like you couldn't even fill 200 fucking bags or whatever yeah it's about oh, the goodie okay. bags That's oh thank god <laughs> but still um, uh, <laughs> i'm glad it's not about the miscarriage anyway and it seems like first i thought it was the mom but i think the most elder sister it like, is the older sister yep yes they basically um, she basically says like quit acting like trash in front of mom <laughs> Um, so that's what we have to look forward to in our next recording. And I hope all of you are having a wonderful January. And please, like, hit us up if you have ideas for one season Bravo shows that you'd like us to cover. We would love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.